0: NL West, SD across the chest. Youth movement, really dope ex prospects. Big Willie, leader of the young pups. They hating on us. Watch the youth them jump up. We ain't care, we ain't scared of nobody. The outfield, mad skills, lottie dotty Austin Hedges throwing out everybody. We at the ballpark, every game's a party. Ignorance is bliss, so we never trip. If the pigeon's up the pod, and watch out for the kids. Uh EVT is out here broadcasting. Broadcasting. EVT is out here podcasting. Question and answer, James and Patrick, ask them. them. Question and answer, James and Patrick,
1: ask them. them. Padres EVT Podcast. Podcast. Padres Padres EVT Podcast. Podcast. Greetings and welcome to the East Village Times Podcast. I'm your host, James Clark. And with me, as usual, is Patrick Brewer. Oh, I forgot your adjective today, didn't I? (laughs) I I owe you one. You owe Uh, me one. This is our 47th uh, episode. Uh, We've decided to come at you and uh, discuss, uh, I guess it's my San Diego Padres Top 100 Prospect list, which I put out last week, which has kind of uh, been getting a little bit of, um, I don't want to say publicity, but people have been talking about it a little bit. uh, And Patrick and I decided to have a, podcast discussing it uh slightly
0: hey maybe aj probably read it you don't know
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm losing sleep over that <laughs> uh, um but first off before we discuss that there are some padre uh news roster moves that were made uh this afternoon uh and in the minors as well patrick you want to go ahead and uh delve into those uh, padre roster moves and uh, talk about uh the uh you know the promotions that were done in uh both in uh, Fort Wayne, and I guess it was just Fort Wayne, right? Uh, yeah. The word.
0: Were... Yeah. So um, Manuel Margot has been reinstated from the ten-day DL, even though he was gone for what, like a month. Um, yeah, really. Yeah, I like how it's the ten-day DL, and then you can miss like five thousand days. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he's reinstated from the ten-day DL. Um, Chase Darno was put on the paternity list in a corresponding move, so um, that leaves the Padres. Up to three days, usually the attorney list doesn't go longer than three days. So that leaves them at, at least three days. Or I should say, at most three days. At most three days to decide what they're going to do with the roster because obviously is going to come back and they're going to have to send yeah. someone down. So I assume it's going to be Franchi. Um, I'm actually writing a piece about that right now. It's going to be up first thing in the morning okay. discussing um, okay. whether he's going to be sent down or not, which I would probably say that's likely at this point given okay. he struck out in... What like forty five percent of his plate appearances? So far? yeah, that
1: num that number is just climbing too. Yeah, it's, over the it's...
0: over his last I, this was amazing over his last twenty six at bats. Um, I I looked it up. He's slashing zero zero zero, so he hasn't reached base in twenty six plate appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, his WRC I, I think is like minus one hundred. Sorry, WRC plus wow. I should say, and I believe his strikeout rate is like sixty nine percent or something ridiculous. So. Yeah, he's doing pretty well.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, the the yeah, it's uh, the major league pitching is uh, caught up to him, we'll just say that.
0: Yeah, I mean it took it, it took a, a maybe like what, two, two and a half weeks for them to figure him out and he's definitely yeah. been exploited. I mean I talked talk about it about a little bit in the piece, but his his zone percentage has gone down okay. uh, quite a bit. Obviously I, Have you
1: seen anything as far as how they're pitching? To me it seems like they're jamming him a little more. It seems like They're attacking him on the inside, and he's not able to extend. Is there anything analytical that's kind of picking that up?
0: Yeah, I didn't really look too far into it, like the nitty-gritty. All I saw was that his zone percentage has fallen pretty steadily Mm -hmm. throughout his time in the bigs. His swing swing rate has increased. His um, swinging strike rate has increased. He's missing more balls. So, yeah, I think they're just working him outside the zone more, and he just hasn't been able to adjust. And I'm not sure he's going to be able to adjust without some more um, time in the minor leagues. I know it was a little push to bring him up. He wasn't really necessarily ready. So um, I, I think, yeah, he probably needs more, a little more time in the minor leagues to, to figure out that those strikeout problems because you can't strike out in 45% of your plate appearances at the big league level. It's just not going to work.
1: No, it's not. I mean, we, we've seen what he's capable of and, and it's exciting and it's enticing. And, you know, he's just going to need a little more seasoning to, to kind of get the plate disciplined in the right way. And, you know, Jose Perel has just been a godsend though. I mean, it's... He's basically uh, played his way onto the team. and At this point, I don't see him giving up that left field job uh, anytime soon.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tough to see him giving it up unless he, I guess, starts falling apart at the plate. But I think at this point, you got to just let him stick him out there and just see what he's got. And if they can, they can trade him. Um, I don't know if it's going to be much of a return because he's not really a proven commodity. But mm-hmm. if he can continue to prove himself at least for the next few weeks, I think that's maybe the direction they go and especially if you consider Jankowski's probably going to be back eventually. And, and maybe, Cordero, yeah. maybe Cordero figures it out with a few weeks in the minors. I think it's probably best if Cordero stays in the minors, maybe not the rest of the season, but at least for a couple months, unless he starts hitting 500 and just has proven that he's figured it out, although I don't, I don't think it's something you can figure out uh, that quickly. No. no. But in the, in the other news you mentioned um, Logan Allen and David Bednar were both moved up to uh, Lake Elsinore. So, Allen, obviously, we've been waiting weeks and weeks, probably months, for him to be promoted. A lot of people <laughs> thought he would start the year at Lake Elsinore, but with that loaded rotation with Quantrill, Lauer, uh, Lucchese, even with Espinosa uh, injured, they still had so many good pitchers there. So, Allen and Bedner are going to be moving up to Lake Elsinore. Bedner's, uh he's he's operating the closer role in Fort Wayne. He's been dominant pretty much, uh, striking out, I think, over a batter an inning. He's been really good. I believe he was drafted... I want to say last year, I don't know. The last two drafts kind of blur together for me. <laughs> I know he's an AJ Preller guy, but
1: yeah, yeah, um,
0: I'd have to look into that. But yeah, so him and no. Alan, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say it's 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 gonna be wonderful seeing Alan finally get the promotion. And I've heard rumors about Eric Lauer possibly being promoted to AA. I, you know, we'll have to see what the corresponding move is. You got to figure that that with. Allen being promoted to Lake Elstern, they're going to have to make room for him, and uh, someone's probably going to be moving up, I, w- I, would, I would assume.
0: Actually not, because Kyle Glazer tweeted about 30 minutes ago that actually Jerry Keel and Kobe Blueberg were both placed on the DL, so Allen and oh, Bentner are actually okay. just taking spots. Ooh. So at least for now, Lauer staying, Quantrill's staying, Lucchese's staying, and damn, that is a good rotation. We have Nick's... Lauer, Quantrill, yeah. Mekesie, oh. Allen—that's five, probably top hundred prospects. Um, at least, at least um, potentially, long yeah. term. Yeah, I mean, maybe not immediately, but but five yeah. of those guys are all in the top thirty of the Padres. I think they're all in the top twenty, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a loaded pitching staff, and that's not even counting Jesse Schultons, who's been pretty unbelievable this year as well. So that that's a scary rotation. And then obviously, Keel's been been killing it. He's he's going on the DL. Uh, Kobe Blueberg seemed a little off the last few times I've seen him out there, so obviously there was an injury there. So yeah, no moves yet, although I think it's just a matter of time before these guys start moving up, because there's not really any guys in San Antonio really uh, setting the world on fire. I mean, Kelly and Lloyd both are having great years. I think both, I guess I should say... There's no one in AAA really setting the world on fire. So I think Kelly and Lloyd move up. Um, There's really... I mean, most of the guys in AAA are kind of just there. I mean, Tyrell Jenkins is just taking a spot. Um, Mm -hmm. Zach Lee's there. He's finally back from injury. We'll see how he does. So yeah, I think Kelly and Lloyd are the two likely to move up. And that leaves De Santos and Kennedy as uh, two guys in the missions rotation to to watch. I mean, both guys still have maybe back-end starter potential. Um, So that would leave two spots if both those guys move up, although who knows what's going to happen at this point. So I, I probably see Lauer and Lucchese moving up. Um, I think they want to be more cautious with Quantrill given his, um, injury. Obviously he's coming up back from Tommy John. So there's no, no reason to rush him. They're obviously limiting his innings. He's really only going five innings per start. I think they're trying to cap him no more than like 125, 150 innings this year. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out in the next, uh, coming weeks. I'm sure nobody moves sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's, I mean god it's just so amazing to to see the San Diego Padres farm system just flourish with talent as it is right now I mean just hearing you going through those names and, and potential names in the rotation it's just it makes me excited it makes me want to hurry up and fast forward to 2019 2020 I can't wait till these guys are in double A AA and triple A and, and just a call away from from getting major league service time and it's coming. It's slowly, it's coming, folks. I mean, it's, it's a slow process, but it's definitely something to be excited about. You know, there's stuff to be a little anxious about. I mean, and we obviously want to see Anderson Espinosa and out there pitching uh, at this point. Uh, Patrick and I were discussing that before the podcast, but, you know, we have to look at the positives, and, and overall, the majority of the Padre prospects are making progression, and, and that's what it's about right now. A.J. Perler's uh, past drafts have been successful, so it's uh, it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, and for those who haven't gone up to Lake Elsinore yet, I mean, it, it's must-watch every night with that rotation. So, really, you can't yeah. you can't choose a bad night. So, really, any night you can go, it's a good night to go. So, definitely get up there.
1: For sure, definitely. Okay, folks, uh, we will be back uh, discussing the EVT Padres Top 100 Prospect list. Uh, we look forward to it. Stay tuned. The East Village Times podcast is sponsored by Original Grain Watches, a local company out of San Diego, formed in 2013 check them out at originalgrain.com all right welcome back folks to these village times podcast uh patrick and i are going to delve into our uh or i guess it's my top 100 prospect list which i i don't know what i was thinking and in getting into this but yeah, i, I you. uh you, you know the truth behind this and how it came about was i started initially doing a top 50 prospect list and I found that extremely easy. I could basically do that off the top of my head. Um, and in doing that, I found about 15 or 20 prospects that deserved at least mention or at least consideration for the top 50. And from that, I kind of just went out and found some more that fit the list. And reg- regrettably, there's names that I left off of this list that I'm kind of taking flack for. But, you know, it's it is what it is. I know Patrick loves that saying, but this list is this list is ever changing, and it will change in four months and the end of October or, or in October when I do another top hundred list that I plan on doing about every four months. So it's going to change. The top ten list is going to change. Uh, you know, Mayton, Cordero, Lament are all going to be obviously out of this list. So it's ever changing. It's not set in stone. This was written last week, so it's probably changed since then. So don't. Tweet at me. Don't come at me. Where's this guy? Why is he here? Why is he there? I, I did this in order to kind of educate fans about how how just amazing this farm system is right now, and how we have just an absolute glutton of of players to choose from, and it, it's it's pretty amazing. So, you know, Patrick, let's let's get into I guess the top ten or a uh, hundred through ninety right now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of names in there. Uh, I threw in Diego Goris who's been kind of a lifelong minor leaguer. Kind of just give him a shout out. I, at 26, I think eventually he'll get a shot. Uh, you know, I don't see him being a starter in the major leagues by any stretch of the imaginations, but he's put up decent numbers. So you know, there's also you know Carlos Luis, a young a young, uh, a young um, oh, sorry, excuse me, a young a young pitcher who's you know it, it's it's tough to, to to kind of evaluate players that have yet to even begin their professional career. So let's talk about the top hundred lists. Yeah. Give me your impression or, or, or anybody that we deserve to talk about. Uh, Luis is actually not a pitcher as a matter of fact, now that I even think about yeah,
0: it. Yeah, he's shortstop, right?
1: Yeah, he's a shortstop. Exactly. So, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> I, I put out this list and the names are overwhelming. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. It really is. Yeah.
0: I mean, Looking at your list, I hate to say this, but there's guys that I don't even like know who they are. I mean, there's just so many guys to keep up with, and I'm I'm trying as hard as I can to keep up with the top maybe fifty guys or so that I have my eyes on. So yeah, once you get to the back end here, it's just it's just names and a, no, lot yeah, them, a lot of them are so young that it's like you don't know what they're gonna be, if they're even gonna be playing in professional baseball in the next couple of years, you don't know what's gonna happen. So yeah, it's kind of a crapshoot. I mean we obviously all know that. Um there's not a lot of doubt in that um but speaking of your list going through 100 100 through 91 uh yumi brasaban is the one who really sticks out to me um he mm-hmm. actually started the year injured um there was a lot of speculation in the offseason that um as you mentioned in the piece that he was going to be selected on the rule five draft um i've yeah. read quite a few pieces saying this is a guy like that that should be picked he's a guy with a lot of talent there's potential there um obviously i as the Padres know, as our, as our fans know, it, it's tough to to stick as a Rule Five player because you have to stick with the team all year round. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he wasn't picked, which is a blessing, obviously. Um, came came back from his injury uh, earlier in the year. He's only pitched, I think, what four or five games so far. Let me pull up. My, yeah, he, yeah. Pull up my stats. Yeah, he's pitched four four innings so far. He's struck out forty one percent of batters. Um, he's got the lowest FIP of any guy that I'm tracking currently Mm -hmm. i'm tracking about uh, i mean james are talking about i'm tracking probably about 50 players at this point um on spreadsheets so yeah yimi brasaban's got a 1.37 fip he's yet to give up an earned run his era stands at zero so yeah he's been pretty good so far he's he's a guy that strikes out a lot of guys um he's got a live arm he can throw hard um we'll see how he develops now i mean he's pitching in double a so he could be the next guy next relief to make a quick jump up we just saw Definitely. that with uh, Mayton, who who climbed up to uh, the big leagues. There's actually quite a few relievers that the Padres have in their minor leagues that could be big league relievers. I mean, they're just stacked with names at this point. You got Brad Week. Um, yep. You got Kobe Blueberg lower down. Eric Yardley's been pitching well. Kyle McGrath yep. had some struggles this year, but he's still a talent. Um, yep. You got who else? Zeke LeMond. I don't really know how to pronounce that. Zeke <laughs> LeMond. Uh, he's he's turned his career around as a reliever. He was a starter and kind of wasn't working out his first few years. I think he was drafted yeah. in 2014. I want to say um, he's turned around in the bullpen. And then you got Trey Wingenter, who was a Double A All Star. Uh, Gerardo Reyes, I believe he was a High A All Star, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, so yeah. Yes. They just they're loaded with talent in the bullpen. I think uh, Brasaban at this point may be the tip of that iceberg. And I think you're mm-hmm. going to see more and more of these guys coming up um, after. I guess I should say. Maton is the tip of the iceberg, and, and now there's so many other guys kind of rise through the system.
1: For sure. You know, Brazabon was probably just, you know, he was left low on my list because he was just coming back from injury. Uh, to my recollection, he hasn't had surgery, so he kind of rehabbed around his uh, I- issue. So I was still a little skeptical on him. Also skeptical on the fact that the team allowed him to be unprotected in the Rule Five Draft. So, you know, and obviously his value is increasing. So, you know, if I was to do this list now, he'd be lower in the list. So that just shows you how stacked the system is and how the fact that it's ever changing—it's—it's it's amazing. I mean, it—the it, it, list can be—you can argue about who should be where till the till the dogs come home, basically.
0: Yeah, it's really crap shit on who goes where. I mean you're going to have a list, you're going to have people that agree with it, people that don't agree with it, and that's fine. I mean, it's just just the nature of the beast with how deep the farm system is and how many potential guys you have for a, a top 100 list. And there's guys yeah. not even on the list who realistically in 6 months could be on even higher on the list. So, it's just it's going to change, it's going to ebb and flow and we're going to see how it plays out.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there's there, it, Well, there's a pitcher that I'd like to give a shout-out to the, in, in the top 100 list. Uh, in 95, I have him ranked as Omar Fernandez, which is a, a young left-handed uh, prospect. I believe he's 18. Uh, he, his fastballs is low in velocity right now, but he's got real good motion. I've heard nothing but positive things about him, and his secondary pitches are, are already above average. Um, looking at his stats, in 2016, he was 3-0 and in 12 starts with a 0.76 ERA and a 0.79 whip in 59 innings uh, in the DSL. So, you know, he's young. The velocity's not quite there yet, but at 18 and being a left-handed pitcher with good secondary, he doesn't have to throw 95. If this guy can get his velocity up a little bit, it's someone to keep an eye on, and it's it's amazing that this is a name that I never really even heard of until I went and started constructing this list and became aware of him, and and that's someone that's going to shoot up this list, and, and there's just so many. It's you know we're gonna. That's just we're gonna talk about many names just like that.
0: If I'm not mistaken, I believe I saw his name on the A.Z.L. Padres roster. I'd have to double check on that. I yes, was, I believe that's. I know he was in I the A.Z.L. last year, but I don't think he's pitched yet this year. But I thought no, I saw him in there. Yeah, he is on their roster.
1: Exactly. That's just another well, sign the, of his, his A.Z.L. Padres shoe
0: because there's two teams there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's on that roster, um, and how, and how at eighteen, I
1: wouldn't, I I would imagine seeing him at Tri Cities at some point if he's able to show some success at uh, at the AZL league, and you know, being able to be an eighteen year old in Tri Cities and a left handed pitcher is is going to be a great thing for the future of this young man. And we'll see if he's able to stick in the rotation or not. I mean, there's just Padres are loaded with so many young arms, but a, a young left hander that's got good control and ex- ex- excellent secondary and has a pretty decent track record. Is, is definitely someone to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. All right, so moving up the list. Um, quick shout out to Lake Batcher or Bakar. I'm not really sure. A lot of lot of names. Not a names that are hard to pronounce. Um, <laughs> he's at 94. He's a guy I like as a reliever type. Um, moving on. Number 85. I want to talk about Kyle Lloyd. I actually gave James a hard time because I thought this was a little yeah. low. Um, <laughs> Kyle Lloyd's pitched 78 innings at double a this year he's got a 3.23 era um he's striking about she's striking out exactly a batter an inning uh walk rate is at seven percent not too bad um so yeah he's he's a guy who i think could be a i don't want to say a big league rotation piece because he's already he's already 26 i mean he's four years removed from being drafted he's had his ups and downs um Mm -hmm. he's a guy Mm -hmm. who's kind of had to make a little bit of a comeback i mean he's he struggled a little bit Last year he was solid in San Antonio. This year he's been solid. Uh, he had a few starts in, in El Paso. He got rocked around a bit. So yeah, he's a yeah. guy who maybe – I think I don't know if he's a long-term piece, but I think he's a guy who definitely could be in the Potter's rotation next season and get some time. Um, not sure if he's – to me he seems more of like a back-end type who might might bounce around a bit. Um, exactly. All Kozart, exactly. yeah. Cozart, Paul Clemens, a couple guys they've had that have kind of just been there to fill space. I'm not exactly. sure if Lloyd's more than that, um, but at least at this point he's he's had a pretty good season. I think he probably will be up in Triple uh, A at least at some point soon. I'd, I'd imagine yeah. we'll have to wait and see. No,
1: you, you know you make you break you bring excellent points about him. I mean he threw a no hitter earlier this year. I mean the, the, he's had success this year. Uh, I just ranked him low because of his age, because of the fact that you you said it yourself his upside is as is a number three, number four starter if that if he's able to reach that potential and at this point the Padres farm system is just loaded with so many young players that i'm going to rank a 17 or 18 year old with a high ceiling over him with a with a lower floor if you will just you know it's just a matter of preference and you know i love Kyle Lloyd he does provide a lot of depth for the minor league upper minor league system and, and could very easily progress into a decent major league pitcher but at this point you know, he, you said it yourself, he got rocked in AAA last year in, in three starts. This year. Uh, he, this this year, exactly. Uh, he had a rough year in, in Lake Elsinore in 2015. You know, it, it remains to be seen exactly who he is. And, and you know, it's you can't write off a, a pitcher even though he's 26, but he's been in the farm system for four years. You know, I, I just question on, you know, what his overall ceiling is. And, and like I said, I'm going to put younger kids who are – Kind of flying under the radar above him, and that's just simply what I did with, with Lloyd, if, yeah, if you will.
0: I think that's fair enough. I mean, he's a guy who who he's probably. I, I think he's probably gonna get big big league innings, but uh, I'm not expecting too much out of him. So anything that he can provide will be, um, I guess, appreciated.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's you know it's it's so tough to predict what players are going through, and, and sometimes they just get it, and sometimes they just develop, and sometimes they just get. Better and, and gain velocity and, and start to take their tutelage and start to really develop in, into themselves. So you know it, it, it remains to be seen what, what what his future will be. It's nice to see that he's progressed and thrown a an no hitter this year and and made a, a, a progression, but it's still troubling to see him get worn out a little in AAA against higher level former major league or major league caliber hitters. So you know it it, it it's just. It's just another sign that the Padres' farm system is, is so deep because at this in previous years, he'd, he'd probably very easily be in the top 50, if not maybe even top 30 consideration.
0: Yeah, there's been some years where the farm system's been a little weak, and, and yeah, he'd be probably a little higher. Um, all right, moving on. Let's go through 80 to 71. Anyone there that sticks out to you? I know you have David Bednar there. We've already talked about him briefly. Um, he's got 44 strikeouts in 30 innings. The yeah, no, two. I mean
1: – that's someone who's just flown on the radar. His 35th round selection last year, um, you know, uh, out of Lafayette College. Typical, I mean, if that's AJ Preller's calling card, it's it's picking a player that's kind of undervalued. Uh, you know, he sits at 92 96, got a great slider. The man's just done nothing but been successful. So it's amazing to see a 30, 35th round selection already. At 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 uh, at Fort Wayne and, and producing at Lake Elsinore and producing, and, and you know we'll see. We'll we'll just have to see what 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 kind of production we get out of him. Uh, you know I believe he's 22, so he's still relatively young.
0: Yeah, I mean there's there's still time for him to grow and. He might be one of those fast moving relief types. I know we saw we've seen Mayton reach the highest level now. He could be mm-hmm. I mean Mayton knows a similar story. He was drafted in a late round and and kind of came out of nowhere a bit. So maybe this could be a similar story.
1: Yeah, in in, in that ranking group uh I have a couple of guys that are pretty intriguing. Uh Brad Zunica is someone that I've pretty much um had a lot of uh faith in, you know, at this point he's stuck behind Josh Naylor. His play discipline's lacking. The man's is, is huge. He's He's got power, and, and he's only 21. I, I think that there's still time for him to develop. It, it might take him a little longer. It might take him till 24, 25 to, to reach the major leagues, if that long. But I, I think that there's a pretty decent upside with him if he can kind of limit his strikeouts and, and kind of get his pitches. Uh, another pitcher who I've heard a lot about is uh, 17-year-old Luis Patino, uh who's currently in the dsl uh i've heard a a lot about him about being possibly promoted to the azl uh soon um it's kind of hard getting a lot of information on him but he's a young colombian pitcher um it's it's just again it's just amazing how much youth is is in the system and, and how much there's so many players that we're uncertain of and that we don't even know quite who they are and if if this guy was in the Angels system, he'd be a top thirty top thirty guy at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's some guys here at the back you could really envision them being higher on some other teams' lists that don't have like that deep
1: farm system.
0: So yeah, teams, yeah. Like, teams like the Angels who exactly their farm system's a dumpster fire. But
1: I mean, yeah. speaking of which, I, I have Pedro Vila, who we acquired for Derek Norris from the Nationals, who was a top thirty prospect in their system. You know, he's regressed a little bit since. The, this year, since the Padres have have have, uh, have uh, traded for him, and you know I have him listed at seventy first, so you know he could very easily be higher on the list. But it's just, it, again, it's just amazing, and that's the purpose in me behind doing this hunt top hundred list. I mean, we're going through names that are are pretty decent prospects, or, or potentially could be. You know, they're not necessarily major leaguers at at, at any level. I mean, we can't. Deem them that by any stretch of the imagination, but these guys could eventually be top thirty prospects, and it's it's amazing to have them at seventy, eighty, ninety on this list.
0: Yeah, with how young some of these guys are, there's there's obviously room for all sorts of growth. Uh, I wanted to make a point on Brad Zunica. This guy is six six and over two hundred fifty pounds. He's a big he's a big kid. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how that translates to big league level. I think he, to me, he screams kind of like a bench player because he, he doesn't mm-hmm. really have positional versatility. Um, that size. Isn't really gonna help him in the long term, I don't think. But um, I guess there's a potential for something there if he if he can develop a little further. Um, moving up the list, I want to jump into the next ten. We got Michael Kelly at 69. He's a guy I've already mentioned a few times today. Um, yeah,
1: you know Ke- Kelly, I think falls under the Lloyd kind of conundrum to me. Kind of just uh, I,
0: yeah, I don't know. I would it's... stick him. I would stick him a, a tick above Lloyd. I mean, he was drafted out of high school in 2011. He's kind of had a bit of a slow go to it. He's still only 24 years old, though. He's yeah, no, he's up he's younger. Go ahead.
1: No, I mean it's 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 just to me, Michael Kelly's upside is is again a middle of rotation starter. That's what if everything breaks correctly. That's what you're going to get out of him. He's not a number one. He's not a number two. He's not a, a solid major league pitcher that you build your rotation around. But that's not to say he doesn't have value. You know, I have him ranked this this low just simply because it's taken him a long time to to kind of progress. I, I know he's progressed, and I know that he's made the necessary changes to get better each and every year, if you will. But I still kind of wonder about the first couple years and his overall ceiling and his overall stuff to be honest, to be quite honest. And, and, you know, it's not a knock on him at, at any at any stretch of the imagination. And, and at 24, he, the, he can very easily progress.
0: Yeah, I think he's, once again, a guy who's going to touch a big league rotation in the next year or so. Um, mm-hmm. The Potters obviously have a rebuilding effort going on here. Um, there's obviously going to be some veterans, as we saw this year with Richard, Chassin, Weaver. There's going to be some veterans taking spots. But I think next year – they're gonna go with some of these guys. I know Kelly and Lloyd. I think I think both of them could very well be there next year. I mean, uh, Kelly's already thrown uh, over 130 innings at the Double uh, A level. He's thrown 50 innings in Triple A last year, so I think he's a guy who will probably get promoted at, at, at some point this year to Triple uh, A, and maybe he could even earn a late season promotion, uh, September promotion to the Padres. We'll have to see. But he's a guy who's gonna get big league innings. Um, that's useful, regardless of. How useful those innings are. I mean, they need guys during the rebuild, and one of these guys could surprise you and, and become a, a useful pitcher that that you use long term. So, it's always exactly. good to have these guys. I mean, you never have too many trade pieces as well. I know you don't like to think about nope. trading guys, but that's definitely potential as well.
1: Yeah, no, he, and late bloomers always happen in the late in the game of baseball, and there's always players who finally kind of just get it at the last possible. The last possible chance, if you will, and it, it, it's you can't throw your you can't throw away you know your feelings on, on someone that is, as young as as Michael Kelly is and, and there's there's definitely potential and, you know and and in that group I, I'd love to talk about Starlin Castro uh, Starlin Cordero not Starling Castro Starling <laughs> Starlin Cordero uh, who's a six seven eighteen year old pitcher uh, who's just already hitting ninety seven on the radar gun he's pretty funky with his delivery right-handed pitcher uh he's got mechanical issues motion issues obviously uh, being six seven and throwing in the, in the high to, mid to high 90s but he, that's someone to definitely keep an eye on I, he's got a real high ceiling but unfortunately a real low floor i mean this kid could never make it out of a ball but at 18 6'7 and, and throwing 97 that's someone to keep an eye on
0: yeah, he's currently in the AZL. Um, he's thrown two innings so far, given up one hit, walked two, struck out one. Uh, I haven't, obviously, I haven't seen him play since he's 18 years old, and he's just now starting his professional career. But yeah, he's a guy with, there's potential there. I mean, uh, he's, he's a big, big kid, as you said. Um, last year, he struck out 31 batters in 25 innings uh, in the AZL, so he's looking Ooh. to build off that performance. And yeah, he's a guy, if he can get that control under wraps, he could. Uh, see a promotion to uh, Tri-City here. Hopefully soon if he can get that control. I know he, he walked 17 batters last year in those 25 games. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, not the best numbers there, but we'll have to see how it plays out in the next few weeks as he adjusts to the AZL once again.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, if you looked at Randy Johnson's number, I mean, that's a horrible comparison, but if you looked at a large pitcher's number when they first initially start their professional career – Wildness is, is is a factor with them, and, and it's all about refining their mechanics and, and keeping their motion steady and keeping their motion compact. and it, It's going to take work for him to develop, obviously. But you throw ninety seven, and you're six foot seven. You're you're they're good. The Padres are going to take their time, and they're going to spend the necessary time to to help this kid hopefully progress. So it, it's definitely a, a name to 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 keep an eye out you know it's it's just amazing and and right below him uh, i have Gerardo reyes and henry henry who are both uh, amazing young pitchers who you know reyes is, is barely six foot i think he's at 511 and he's uh kyle glazer had him as the fastest uh thrower at the uh, california all-star game uh this past week hitting 95 96 97 miles per hour and from a funky sidearm kind of motion i mean his numbers aren't excellent right now but you can definitely see the potential with this young man and, and he's he's 24 so there's there's definitely potential
0: yeah you totally stole my thunder with henry henry um the greatest baseball name <laughs> i think that i've ever heard he literally has yeah. two first names like how great yeah. is that i'm sure i'm sure he has a brother named henry 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 but um <laughs> yep henry henry
1: man he's, no he's and that 18 that kid, and he could yeah. be good too who knows <laughs> yeah that i mean he's throwing the low 90s the funky motion Ball just moves all over the place. He's six foot four. I mean, and he's just starting his his career out in the A Z L team. And oh, he's in Tri Cities right now, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this kid's just starting his career, so he, he could go any way, any way, up, down. Who knows? But you got to recognize the potential, and, and that's the key word in in this list. And, and and the Padres farm system is potential, and it's it's overwhelming when you think about it.
0: Yeah, there's there's just so many guys I, I can't even keep track. Alright, moving on to the next ten. Um, couple names worth mentioning. Austin Smith, who's had a bit of a trouble, uh Luis Asuncion, who had two home runs uh last night for Tri City. Mm-hmm. Um Osvaldo Hernandez, he's made a few starts with Tri City. Um for all the talk of Morajon, Hernandez could be um just as good. I mean he's left hander. Yes. He's he's yes. I think I think he's nineteen as well. So yeah, there's Another one of those guys who you could see climbing up. Uh, Kobe Blueberg, he's currently injured. He's had a pretty solid season, made the all-star team with Elsinore. Um, Let's see who else do we want to talk about here.
1: Uh, yes, this James- the Shelton's, I mean, this is an exciting group right here. We're getting into the, the cusp of the top fifty, and there's some pretty exciting names here. Gene Cosme was a, was a pretty highly regarded prospect, or he was last season uh, when it made some progression last season when we when we acquired him from uh, Baltimore, but. There's some interesting names here. Kevin Milan is is another one that I'm pretty high on. Uh, Venezuelan shortstop who's at 18 is is really put on a show at Tri City so far this this early this year.
0: Yeah, he's he. I think he had four hits last night. Justin Lopez also had four hits last night. Um yep. both guys hitting well. They have like 17 shortstops there. I, Luis is yeah, also there. All these guys, they, all the guys they signed pretty much in the J2 period. They weren't pitchers. Were all shortstops more or less so yeah. they really yeah. have like shortstops playing at every
1: position in the infield exactly I mean um, and you brought up you brought up Oswaldo Hernandez who's someone who I'm really high on and I contemplated even putting him higher on this list or, or lower on this list as far as ranking because he's just he's performed pretty well and you you hit the nail on the head he's 19 he's got great secondary he's I think the, the Padres were wise in bringing him with Morhone, same age same, you know, Cuban national like, like Morhone, someone to kind of, uh, I don't know kind of push him if you will, kind of push each other, it's it's a great thing it's kind of similar to what you have with Lauer and Quantrill uh, a great friendship and a great uh, rivalry and kind of wanting up each other and, and I think that's what you're going to see out of Osvaldo Hernandez and that's someone that, that basically no one has really talked about or a lot of Padre friends aren't even uh, aware of who he is
0: Yep. I I cannot agree more. I think it's it's good to have that competition between players and, and Hernandez is someone to watch. Um yeah. before we move on to the top fifty, let's I want to talk a little bit about Jesse Schultons. Um mm-hmm. he's kinda of come out of nowhere a bit. He he was doing well in Fort Wayne, got the promotion to Lake Elsinore. He's been good there as well. Um he's impressing. I know he's he kind of gets lost a little bit in the shuffle with all those good Elsinore pitchers, but he's he's been pretty solid so far this season in, in seventy eight innings. He's striking out twenty three percent of batters, walking just six percent uh Era and fip around 3.5 he's been solid
1: yeah yeah i mean it, again incredible depth in this padre farm system I mean, this this guy was a ninth round selection last year uh he's 23 so you know he's he's making the steady growth and he's where you want him to be but he kind of just gets lost under the under the radar when you when you're thinking about quantrell and Lauer and lucasie and, and and logan allen now i mean it's 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 amazing. It really. I can't. I can't. I mean, I know I'm being redundant, but it, it. It's it's this farm system is something to be excited about. And if you aren't excited, you need to check your pulse.
0: <laughs> True that. All right. So top fifty. We got Kyle McGrath. Um, he's struggled a little bit this year. I like his funky motion. Yeah. Ty, Ty yes. France has kind of come onto the scene a little bit. He was a 34th round selection, but he's he's killing it right now. And uh, now he's up in Double A um mm-hmm. jose castillo was part of the infamous will, will myers deal as you mentioned um he's a guy who could be another bullpen piece uh we got jerry Keel. we talked about him a little bit trey carter he's a guy I like a lot potters have a lot of athletic center fielders uh, kind of in the michael gettys mold uh trey carter's a little similar to that great great glove lots of speed kind of, kind of potential for a five tool player if he can figure out the hitting uh, that's probably mm. his biggest um, concern. He's just an yeah. athlete, though. That's probably the best way to describe him. Um, and then you got Mason sure. House and Blake Hunt, 42 and 41. Those are two recent draftees. Yeah. Um, both are in the AZL, I believe. I don't know if they're on the same roster because I know we have two rosters. Um, no, House is on the AZL Padres 2, and Hunt is on the AZL Padres 1, for what it's worth. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, for so what it's it. worth. They're, they're numbering their teams. That's, that's yeah. why. <laughs>
1: That's good, Um, though. That shows, again, that shows the depth that we have because they needed to make another team to to get enough at bats for these kids. And, you know, there's some farm systems, there's some teams that only have one AZL team or one uh, Dominican Summer League team. And, you know, I'm kind of waiting for that second Dominican Summer League team to form. I I don't know where all these kids are getting their at bats and their playing time in.
0: And the crazy thing is the AZL rosters are already big. I mean, both rosters have, like, I think at least 30 guys each. So even with those big rosters, they're still housing nearly 60 players in the azl so exactly that's pretty impressive exactly. so right, you know out of this out of this oh, 40
1: 50 out of this forty fifty list there's a couple names that i'd love to talk about that are kind of flying under the radar uh the third uh, the third cuban uh left-handed pitcher that we should probably talk about is roberto Her- uh, roberto perez who was signed for for four hundred thousand dollars. uh he trained in dominican republic last season but his secondary looks really good right now he's already showing a decent velocity. Uh, he's got a great split finger. It, again, it's just amazing that it's another left-handed Cuban pitcher that's going to probably progress through the system. And, you know, AJ Pro is doing his job. And, and, and one that I'm really excited about is, and that I've heard nothing but positive reviews from, is uh, Andres Munoz, who's an 18-year-old. They've recordedly hit, he's recordedly hitting triple digits in, in bullpen sessions, as far as you know, his top end velocity, but he can comfortably sit in the mid nineties. He's got some control issues. He's a big pitcher, just just like uh, just like we already discussed. But the value is there, and, and at the very least, I feel that this guy could be a, a pretty pivotal bullpen piece for this this uh, Padres team.
0: Yeah, he's he's pitching uh, with the Dust Devils currently. He's thrown four innings this year. Um, he's already walked five guys, struck out eight. So yeah, he's he's really hit and miss. I mean, he's going to walk yeah. a lot of guys, going to strike out a lot of guys. But yeah, the potential's there. This he's he's a he's a guy that he throws hard. I mean, I've I've been I've been listening to Dust Devils games uh, on mm-hmm. the radio, and and they really talking him up as, as a guy yeah. who's who's coming out there throwing nothing but fire. Um, so if he can get those walk that walk right under control, he could be a bullpen piece. Uh, somewhere down the line for sure
1: yeah no it's 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 just it's it's a beautiful thing that that's a name that again that isn't getting a lot of press that's starting to begin his professional career and, and people are starting to hear about him but the guy gets his control issues developed and we have a, a lights out closer at the very least and potentially if he can develop some secondary this guy has ace potential i mean if you can hit triple digit and comfortably on a, on a radar gun and you're only 18 the the upside is just amazing
0: I don't know about ace potential. I mean, he's a well, guy, I, I think yeah, he's, uh, I, I think he's a bullpen piece. I mean,
1: definitely. He look, he's looking towards a bullpen piece, but if he can, def, if he can develop any type of secondary, and I've heard reports that he spins the ball decently, he just has trouble keeping it out of the same plane and, and other mechanical issues. So at 18, it remains to be seen what, what his future is, but the kid can throw. And, and again, it's, it's the farm system. is just, it blows your mind. It really does.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. All right, so 40 through 31, uh, who stands out there for you?
1: You know, a, a lot of the young kids stand out. I really like what I've been hearing from Justin Lopez. Uh, I've heard a lot of uh, positive things. He's one of the youngest players in, in professions right professional leagues right now. He's broad-shouldered, very quick, you know, it, it, I don't know. There's so many shortstops. It's kind of hard to kind of all run together. I mean, you kind of mix Gabriel Arias, Justin Lopez, Jordan Barley. They kind of all mix together, and then you throw in a couple other names. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm having trouble kind of getting yeah. my scouting reports straight on all these guys. But from what I'm hearing, Justin Lopez looks like he might be the cream of the crop. But it, 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 you know, it, it, he's only 18. It's it's still really really early.
0: Uh, yeah, he's he's actually 17, and um... oh, okay. He was – he's actually the first player born 2000 or later to play uh, professional baseball uh, outside of like the AZL because he's in short season ball with Tri-City. So, yeah, he's like the youngest player, I'm pretty sure, in in all of baseball more or less outside of the AZL. Um, So, yeah, yeah, that's that's impressive no matter how you slice it. I mean, you obviously have Gabriel Arias, Tirso Ornelas, uh, Jordy Barley, or a couple other guys. They're all 17 um mm-hmm. Luis Almanzar is actually I would say he's probably the cream of that crop. Um Yeah, okay. he's, he, yeah, yeah, he's, yes, he's also definitely 17. Uh he's playing in I believe he's in Fort in Tri-City. Yeah, he's in Tri-City as well. Um, yeah. he's he's hitting well to start the season. Um yeah, there's just like I said before, there's like 25 shortstops in Tri-City. So
1: yeah, no, and you you gave out uh, you gave a shout out a brief shout out to Tiercer Ornelas, who's someone that I'm really also very excited about. Left-handed outfielder, uh, Tijuana native, played for the Mexico Mexico City Reds. Has really good size, six three, left-handed swing. Yeah, there's been already some press on him. Uh, a lot of Padre friends are already aware of who he is and and what he's capable of, but it's nice to see position players in, in the Padre farm system and someone that's going to potentially be a middle of the order type of hitter. And, and it looks like, uh, Ornelas is going to be that type of guy. Uh, yeah, another one. Is, oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, it's crazy. They have like five or six, 17 year olds that are playing either in rookie ball or, or Tri cities. Like that's, that's yeah. to me that all these guys are so young, um, playing at that yeah. level.
1: I know it, 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 at, when they're 20, they'll already have three years of professional ball under their, under their belts. And, they could be scattered anywhere they could be anywhere from already with the Padres all the way to single A, depending on the progression, but it's 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 amazing to see them already developed enough in their skill to be started off at at this young age. Yeah, so it's,
0: yeah, so Lopez, Barley are both in that forty to thirty one range, Ornelas is there. Gabriel Arias, yep. another shortstop who's who's been uh just getting started. Um he's also I believe uh with the AZL Padres um mm-hmm. a couple other guys you have on there Ege Rosario who was in Fort Wayne but now he's actually dropped back down to the rookie league so they've they've moved him down um two levels really so he's he's now playing in the AZL um he's had a really rough start to the year he's he's also 17 so Yeah they they I mean, kind of rushed him a little to start Yeah I think start. they definitely were uh, a little bit quick with that promotion to Fort Wayne uh you also have mm-hmm. Ronald Balala Balanos on here
1: Another actually, Cuban pitcher, yeah. He's
0: returning to Fort Wayne now that with those promotions. I I've heard that he's going to be returning to Fort Wayne. Um Brad Weeks on here, he's a left-handed reliever option. I uh, I think he yes. I believe he was acquired from the Mets. Uh Yes,
1: for Alex Torres, yep.
0: I I like don't even remember that happening, but it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you also yeah. have who else you got on here? Let's see. Luis Camposano uh, at 34, uh, yeah. he was just drafted. Um, Daniel De Los Santos is a guy who I think is pretty interesting He was acquired from the Mariners for Joaquin Benoit He's got some velocity His control is all over the place To be polite Uh, The command isn't really there Um, He's a guy who I think could, could become a rotation piece But there's so much work to do that Likely, he's, he's a bullpen option at best, I think. Yeah, yeah I think he's that, already that's twenty-one. Probably... That's the likely destination. I mean, he could turn around. Who am I to say? But I think at this point, that's the that's likely scenario here.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's pretty... But at the same time, I think it's pretty safe to say that he should eventually reach the major leagues at some point. He's got that kind of potential. It's just a matter of... How consistent will he be, and at what what level will he be pitching as far as starting or relieving? But he's got a great arm. At, at 22, you just kind of got to just roll with it. Uh, Hans, Hansel Rodriguez is another one who's in that group uh, who we acquired from Melvin Upton Jr. from the Blue Jays. Who's he's been in Lake Elsinore this year. Uh, got a very decent arm. Issues again with his off speed. Might eventually be a bullpen piece, but another progressed arm at 20 years old that you know eventually could be a a, a major leaguer and it's it's nice to have that depth uh it's, it's someone who's already progressed past the single a level and, and is making strides at, at the higher levels
0: he's actually at fort wayne just Clarification. Oh, really? Okay, I thought he was. I know there's like so many also. names, you get lost, right? <laughs> yeah, no. I,
1: for some reason, I thought he was at like Okay, yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. He's he's a guy who was acquired from from the uh, Blue Jays for Upton. That's kind of a lottery type pickup. Just worth the risk, really. At, at worst, he doesn't become anything. But I mean, w- with what you gave up, it's not really you're expecting much here. And if he can become anything at all, it's it's worthwhile. Uh, he struggled last year with the Dust Devils. Um, a lot of walks. Similar mm-hmm. story with Fort Wayne, but yeah, he's only 20, so who knows what, what's yeah. gonna happen for him in the future? Exactly. Exactly. All right, so moving into the top 30, James. We now we here we go, the cream Buddy, of the crop, right? Buddy Reed, who I, I'd like to not talk about Buddy Reed too much. I mean, <laughs> yeah, me, it, he's just another, another one of those guys. I already mentioned uh, Michael Gettys, Trey Carter, same mold. Just an athlete, but I don't know if he can hit. He don't think he knows how to hit. Uh, Michael yeah. Baez, who is a guy I'm looking forward to actually seeing play. I don't even, I don't. Is he on the AZL roster? I don't know off the top of my head. Let me look it up.
1: I haven't seen him on anybody's roster yet. I don't. I don't believe.
0: He's still in like 18, too, right? 19. Yeah, he's 18. Uh, yeah, so he's a guy who could be interesting once we actually get to yeah, see him play. Yeah.
1: Well, let's I mean, signed for three million dollars out of Cuba. There's, there's some, there's potential with them. Six foot eight guy, another big guy. He's had a little bit of experience at the professional level. He he pitched for the uh, Vaqueros de Pinar del Rio in Cuba's highest league. Um, you know he's got a, some some problems, some issues that need to be, to be need to be worked out. But the potential's there, and a lot of Padres scouts, a lot of uh, people in general are excited to see this guy pitch. And I think uh, Michelle Miliano is another one who we're probably going to talk about, who's also vaulting up this list and it's become uh, someone to talk about.
0: Yeah, definitely agree on both those guys. They could be vaulting up lists. Um, Javi Guerra's on here at 28. I don't think... I think that's a little too high for him. Um, that's just me. Don't really yeah. need to talk much about that. Uh, Carlos is <laughs> 26. He'll probably be off this list uh, if he remains at the big league level. We'll have to see there. Uh, mm-hmm. Jose Rondon, uh, he was pretty bad uh, in the big leagues last year. He's currently sitting at AAA. He's a guy... I think at this point you should let him – I think next year they should let him run out there at shortstop and see what he's got. Uh, Ruddy – or sorry, Rudy Heron. I'm pretty sure it's Heron, not Garon. Mm -hmm. Um, He is another guy, number 24. You got a lot of shortstops here, three in a row there. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess you got a break there between – and a is there as well. He's a second baseman, but a lot of infielders. Um, Heron yeah. had a big year in Fort Wayne uh, beginning last year, and he's kind of struggled since pr- being promoted to Lake Elsinore. So we'll see what comes of that. Reggie Lawson, who had his best start of the year uh just, what was that, yesterday, two days
1: ago? I think it was Yeah, the- he's, he's, he's yeah. been impressing me. Yeah, he's, I- he's the one that's kind of impressed me in the last uh, month or two. Uh, and quite honestly, if I did this list last month, he would have been out of the top 30, but he's – the things he's saying and the work ethic that he's showing and the progression that he's making on the mound is is leading me to believe that the, he's going to be a pretty decent prospect.
0: Yeah, he threw six innings, gave up one hit, one earned run, two walks, six strikeouts last night. His best mm-hmm. start of his career so far. Um, he's had ups and downs this year, but he's looking like he's putting it together a little bit here. Austin Allen, yeah. 22. He's been hitting well lately. He's in Lake Elsinore. He's 23. Mm-hmm. Um Jason, I'm pretty sure it's Jason Rosario. I don't know how else you pronounce that. Hyson? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Jason Rosario. <laughs> he's another speaking of seventeen year olds, he's another seventeen year old. The the Padres obviously went big last year's international signing period. All these guys you mentioned, Baez, Rosario, Arias, Almanzar, yeah. um I think Barley was the year before, but he fits in that mold as well. All these guys are there. Rosario's actually been pretty pretty bad to start the year. He struck out, I think five times in 10 plate appearances already. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, he's had a bit of a rough go in the rookie league, but he's 17, so he's going to have time to work it out.
1: Yeah, no, he's a great young left-handed kid. Uh, I've heard nothing but positive things. Uh, Pretty decent plate discipline despite what he's showing so far. Uh, You know, above average speed, very good arm. There's potential that he could remain in center, but it's still at 17, it's still up in the air. But, uh, you know, it's – I have him high at twenty one. I think, uh, and I, I, a couple of people have commented about that. But I, I like what I see from this young man. It, it, it's just it's just a matter of of whether or not he can progress with the bat and, and show a little more plate discipline than what he's shown so far.
0: Definitely agreed. All right, so we're in the top twenty, getting to the good stuff. Yeah, uh, let's pass Franchi Cordero. We've talked enough about him. Joey Lucchesi at nineteen. I think we've waxed poetic a bit about him. Obviously, mm-hmm. he'd love that funky motion he's got i think he's kind of pitching above his head i think a little bit i don't think he's going to be a front of rotation type of starter he might be a back end yeah player, but I, I, that, I think that that's motion, probably why
1: yeah i think ahead. that's probably why i have him that low because like you say i think there's a little, a
0: little I know, add, with the, with the yeah motion he kind of gets a little advantage i don't think he's he's pitching a little above his head thanks thanks to in part to that i think it throws exactly hitters off, especially at lower levels uh, Chris Paddock at 18 I really love Chris Paddock I'm sad that yes, he had yes. Tommy John Hopefully he comes back healthy uh, Hudson Potts He's he's 18 and he's in Fort Wayne So he's another guy who you you can't really make too much of his early season performance I know he struggled a bit uh, so far But he's 18 So w- what do you really expect I mean he's got a 78 WRC plus um, He's only walking in 3% of his at-bats He's striking out over 30% of the time So obviously those aren't things you want to see But given his age um, I wouldn't be too stressed uh, Mason Thompson, he's at 16. Uh, he's a big boy.
1: He throws hard. Yeah.
0: Um. He's he's a guy I like um, I think he's he's gone kind of MIA, hasn't he? Or did he make a start?
1: Uh, he's he's battling a little bit of arm issues right now. Uh, I guess some tendonitis. They're kind of pushed to start or skipped him in the rotation, from what I hear. Uh, we'll hopefully have to remain positive. You know, obviously coming off of Tom John surgery, you hear a little bit of. Uh, bicep tendonitis you get a little concerned but so we'll have to see uh, you know there's no sense in the Padres rushing him I, I'm sure they're gonna let him take as much time as he needs to to get back on the mound
0: yeah he hasn't pitched in 20 days now but no rush uh LeMet yeah. is a 15 we've talked about him enough Yep. Maton is 14 both those guys will be off the list rather soon I believe at least in uh LeMet's case uh 13 is Luis Almanzar who I mentioned before um, he's a guy I like a lot. He's also 17 years old. I'm sounding like a broken record at this point. Uh, Michael Geddes, 12. Please learn how to hit Michael Geddes. You could be so good. <laughs> uh, my, Michael Geddes is one of my, I've said it before, he's probably one of my personal favorites. Uh, he's like a almost like a pet project. He's striking yeah. out in 35% of his at-bats, which isn't good, but he's putting up some of the best power numbers of any of the uh, top prospects we have, the top 30, um, mm-hmm. according to MLB Pipeline's top 30. Um, his WRC plus is just above a hundred, so he's he's riding positive value on the plate, and the the defense and the glove and the speed. He's just he can be a five tool player. He's got so much raw talent. He just needs to translate it, and I know that's h- tough to say every year. But he's still only twenty one, so
1: who knows? Yeah, no, yeah. The the skills are just on off the charts with this guy. So y- you still look at a swing, and you still something's not right, and you can see that in seeing him taking swings so you know that it's still a work in progress so you got that to look forward to and 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 if this guy can figure out you got a perennial all-star and at 21 there's no sense in in rushing him he's making advancements his his K rates cut down from the beginning of the year correct
0: uh yeah, he's he's improved quite a bit actually in the last few months. I mean yeah, there, was so r- there was reports that he was injured with a back injury earlier in the season, so he's been okay. he's been better uh over the last month. If you give me a minute I can actually pull up his recent stats. Um next up Jacob Nix, while while I look up that. Uh Jacob Nix is at eleven. He's finally healthy back on the mound. He's had a little bit of a rough go here and there, but he's mm-hmm. another guy who could be a mid rotation piece. Um as if the Potters don't have enough of those.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, this 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 uh ten through twenty right here is, is pretty safe that every single one of them will will eventually be a major leaguer. You know, whether or not that's on the Padres or not, it, it remains to be seen. But each one of them has a, a very high floor, and at this point, anyone that I ranked in the in the top twenty or thirty, I pretty much put in there as looking with the intent that they are eventually going to be major leaguers, and and I think that's what when you rank a prospect list, you want players that are going to eventually succeed and and make their goal and achieve their goal, not not necessarily high-ceiling guys with low-floor guys. And I kind of scattered those guys towards the, the mid-30s to 50 kind of range because the Padres are full of them, and all we need is a couple of them to, to, to hit, and, and we'll be good to go.
0: Yep, definitely true on that. I actually looked into Geddes. He's actually struggled in June. He had a good okay. May, though. Um, over the last week, he's striking out 45% of the time, so it seems like he's regressed a little bit. Uh, but we'll have to see how that plays out. He's still young. He's still got time to develop. All right, here we are, top 10. Top um, 10. I think we'll go player by player for this since these are the these are the big guns. Yeah, for um, sure. Josh Naylor, I am not a big fan of Josh Naylor. I know some people are, some people aren't. Um, I think a, a, a bat first, uh, first baseman that hasn't really shown much power isn't really a guy that is worth much to me. I mean, if you look at a guy like Jacob Nix right behind him, I think – a potential mid-rotation starter is immensely more valuable than a guy who can only play first base. And, I mean, that's just me. What are your thoughts there? Yeah.
1: You know, I, I see what you're saying, but to me, he's a bigger guy. He's left-handed. The first base is his only chance to, to play the position. And if you ask me, I think he gets a bad rap defensively at first. I've seen him play the position a lot. I've seen some mistakes from him, but I've also seen a lot of potential. And and this kid's just turned 20. He's one of the youngest guys in in high A and was last year one of the youngest guys in high A. He's producing. He's an all-star. You know, I have him in there because I, I really do like the upside on this guy. I really do. And I like the energy that he brings on the field and the way he interacts with his teammates. He seems like the type of guy to motivate players, kind of a a leader, if you will, in the clubhouse, someone that kind of players respect and will listen to what he says. It's tough to to predict that at at a 19, 20 year old, but I see that eventually from him. And I I really do like this young man. I spoke with him plenty of times and interacted with him. He's very respectful. He's pretty serious about his game and about succeeding. So I have a lot of confidence in him and I I could have, I could have ranked him higher, but I think that his age and the level and his lack of plate discipline at this point kind of dictates where he's at right now at 10.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Uh, Moving on to nine, we have Logan Allen. Uh, I I really love Logan Allen. I mean, when that Craig Campbell trade went down, he was probably the fourth best player in that deal, which isn't really fair to Logan Allen, but I mean, given, given the talent that was supposed to be in that deal, um, he was obviously, uh, f- I guess, the, the least developed of the four. But at this point, mm-hmm. I think he's he's kind of shot up shot up that uh, discussion. I know Margot's probably still number one, but I think Allen's an easy number two and maybe even a 1B, depending on how he develops. Um, he's still only 20. Uh, he, just today, we've heard he's gotten the promotion to Lake Elsinore, so he'll join that rotation. Me and James will surely go out to see him, hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, He's got a midnight. These fastball, the curve is great. Um, his changeup's developing as a third pitch. Um, he throws for strikes. Um, he's not a guy that walks many hitters. Um, he's been very solid this year. Um, he struck out thirty percent of the batters he's faced. Um, yeah, the walks. I, I know. I said he doesn't walk too many batters. They, they come into play here and there. I mean, it's either he has problems in a game where he walks three guys or he doesn't walk anyone. So I think. Yeah. With that being said, if he can get those walks a little, maybe a little better under control, have some more consistency with that, um, he, he's gonna he's gonna jump further in the ranks. I think um, he, he's a potential sure. top five prospect uh, over yes. the next year. I think.
1: No, I, I agree. I mean, he's he's twenty years old and he's pitching with great success at twenty. And, and when you compare him to to someone like Eric Lau, who's a couple years older than him, you can see the the, the see the ability that this young man has, and. And and talking to him, as I have, he's a great young man. He is very motivated. He's very humble. He is dedicated to to being the best that he can be out there. And, and, And talking to some of these prospects, you don't get that sense from some of them. I don't want to throw out names or anything. But in others, you really do see that their goals are not just to make the major leagues. Their goals aren't just to collect a, a major league pension their goals are to be uh all-star to be a hall of famer caliber player and and those are the type of guys you want to build your team around you want to ha- them to have high expectations like that and when i see logan allen and when i talk to him he has that expectation about himself and he wants nothing but the best for himself and from his team and and it's exciting I mean, i'm really excited to see this young man in lake el uh, I'm going to be up there later on this week, and I'm hoping to talk to him firsthand.
0: Yeah, he's definitely a good kid. Uh, moving on, we have Jorge Ona at 8. Um, I probably would agree with that ranking. I, I had him in the back half if I had to make a, t- a top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done well at Fort Wayne. He's still only 20 years old. Um, the big Cuban signing um, last last year, or at least in last year's signing period. Yeah. Um, he's got a 113 WRC Plus so far. He's shown some power. Maybe not as much power as people would like.
1: But no, I think, but the plate might... discipline has been impressive from him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's only striking out in 22% of his at-bats. Yes. It doesn't, yes, I... doesn't sound great for a guy his size who's more of like a, a big-time swinger. That, that's uh-huh. pretty solid, I think. No,
1: you, and you got to think that that's only going to get better as he gets older, and, and the power is only going to develop. So when you, when you look behind the numbers and inside the numbers, you see stuff like that, and it's really something to be excited about. I mean, this kid's 20 years old, and, and you can see the ability for from him in the long term, it, it's, it's pretty exciting. And, and again, the Padres lack a lot of uh, positional players of, of high regard. And, and when, you fact, when you put him in there with the an Urias and a Satis, those are some big names to build around.
0: Well, now you're getting ahead of yourself here.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we all
0: right. Yeah, I totally agree. It's good to have a position prospect on the top ten. It feels like we're just talking about pitchers constantly, but there's some yeah there's some guys of note here. All right, back to pitching though. We got Eric Lauer. Um, I love Eric Lauer. Um, Padres have so many good left-handed pitchers, like Lauer, Lucchese, Allen. Um, not even including Mortajon Hernandez. There's just so many left-handed pitchers, and I know that's. Around baseball has something to look for. I mean, there's not as many left-handed pitchers in the game, so if the Padres can develop three or four of them, that's that's going to be a pretty good result. But yeah, Lauer, when he was drafted, uh, he was considered to be the guy who was going to move the fastest, at least in in terms of the guys who weren't moved to the to the bullpen. He was going to be like a fast riser, and and he actually said he'd, he he want, he wants to be up in the big leagues in 2017. Obviously, that's not yeah. likely at this point. He's still in high A. Um, he should see a promotion, I imagine, soon. I've heard rumors. Yeah. I've heard rumors it could be very soon, but um, we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, he's been he's been stellar at, at Lake Elsinore. Made the All Star team. Arguably arguably the best pitcher in uh, the Cal League, at least statistically this season. Um, he's been great. Uh, currently has a three zero six FIP, striking out thirty percent of batters. He's uh, there's not enough superlatives to talk about uh, Eric Lauer.
1: No, there isn't. And you, you mentioned it yourself. Another kid who has nothing but high expectations for him. if He just, he wants to play, he wants to pitch in the major leagues this season. He's told me that firsthand himself. Uh, whether or not he can or not is, is remains to be seen. I mean, obviously, the Pudgers aren't going to rush him in that matter, but that type of mentality and that type of uh, confidence is something that's going to take this man far in this game. And it, it, I could have very easily ranked him in the top five, and I really thought about it, but... It's tough. Uh, you know, this list was th- – I think the top ten was the most difficult for me to to assemble because I didn't want to feel like I was ripping anybody off. But, you know, in reality, these top ten could be – could just be ever-changing. I mean, it's – it's Eric Lauer is a great young man. Uh, uh, the ability that he has on the mound – is just we're just seeing the tip of, of of the iceberg on on what he's capable of, in, in my estimation. And, and at number seven, it's 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 just amazing.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree that you can really slice the top ten any which way, and I don't think you can really be considered wrong. I think it's more about just how you favor ceiling and floor and distance from majors and all that sort of thing. But Lauer's a guy who I think he's a top five prospect. Um, if yeah, not, if not now. At some point. Uh, moving on, we got Fernando Tatis Jr. who actually hit a home run tonight to lead off the game for Fort Wayne, which he's done quite a few times this year. Um, any thoughts on him?
1: <laughs> uh, amazing. Yeah, I, <laughs> another one that I could have put in the top three, I, I, I contemplated doing it. I, I don't know. It, it, his, this is a guy who's just showing every single day that he's getting better, and that's exciting. I mean... The, yeah, yeah, he has a little bit of issues with with plate discipline, recognizing spin, uh, you know, swing and miss. But he looks like he's going to be able to stay at shortstop, which is exciting. At six three and, and being able to play an adequate shortstop in the major leagues and and to potentially hit the way he he is, that's uh that now that's someone you can build your franchise around.
0: Yeah, I mean, for all the talk of Luis Sirius being like the top position prospect, I, I think Fernando Tatis could eventually um, pass him up. I know John Conniff yeah. mentioned he's, he could be a Corey Seager type player, which I know that's a lofty comparison, but with how young he is and how he's already playing in, in uh, Fort Wayne and, and how he's hitting the ball, um, and he's, hitting, he's hitting mammoth home runs. I mean, he's hitting yes. hard balls. Um, this guy is just so toolsy, and, and man, the White Sox got ripped off. We I know we mentioned <laughs> it to Casey. We gave Casey a hard time, but this was a great trade on all accounts.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it – it's just amazing how well that he's developed under the the Padres' tutelage. And the sky's the limit with this young man. I mean, obviously, being the son of a, a former major leaguer, the pedigree's there. So it, it's just putting it all together. And, and he's obviously doing that. And I don't know. You think this guy is going to get promoted to Lake Elsinore or Do you think they'll even – if he shows any kind of progression with a – Make that step, or you I think vote, they're just kind
0: of? Just... I vote no. I think he gets the whole year at Fort Wayne, and then maybe yeah, I... next year at Lake Elsinore. Unless he's yeah. just unless he just starts tearing it up, and they have to. But yeah, we'll see. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, I I think that's pretty safe to say that he's gonna he's gonna probably remain in Fort Wayne. But uh, it's still exciting to see an eighteen year old put the numbers that he is.
0: Yeah, I mean he's eighteen years old. There's no need to rush it. Uh, yeah. Next up, Mackenzie Gore. Um, I think all I'd really have to say is that he's not Clayton Kershaw, and that's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of all the top 10s, this is the guy that I really I struggled on where to place him. I really did because
0: you haven't seen him pitch. <laughs> I
1: haven't seen him pitch other than high school.
0: Oh, did you see him in high
1: school? Well, I mean other than video in high school. But I mean <laughs> yeah, obviously. I didn't know I thought facing... I'd
0: ask. Maybe you had gotten up to there. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I I flew out to North Carolina real quick on the weekend and just thought who, so who could knows. Have given me... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that's how I roll. But you know, seriously, the the kid's is eighteen. The upside's amazing. I mean, he just got six six point eight million dollars. I, I don't know. I, I had to put him up here of the top ten because the the ability, the, just the hoopla around him.
0: Can I, can I just say, I love how confident this kid is. Uh, when they were interviewing him after he was signing, he basically said, I, I am the best pitcher in the, or I'm the best player in the country. And I love that. (laughs) I love that confidence. I mean, some would say it's cocky, but when you're drafted third overall, I mean, you have an argument to be made there. And I think I, I personally love that kind of confidence. I think that's, that's old school baseball, you know, just being confident and cocky with,
1: what? Wait, out. wait, wait, wait. Did you just say old school baseball?
0: Yeah, I thought I'd throw that out there. I know. I've, ba- wait, wait, I've, the I've been getting a hard time Stop on Twitter lately because apparently I only care about advanced stats and I'm just a nerd. I'm, I'm just right, a nerd who look. only cares about stats. So. Alright, well
1: let's start talking about RBIs and how important they I are. I mean, right? yeah,
0: I think Mackenzie Gore is going to get a lot of <laughs> pitcher wins. Alright, so yeah, Mackenzie Gore is five. Um, we got Adrian Morajone at number four. He's made his debut in Tri-City. I've actually listened to I think both both of his starts on the radio. I just kind of want to see what he's all about. I know he's got a lot of hype behind him. Um, he's young. He's got a lot of money, a lot of money. I think he's yeah. got $22 million total when you count the penalty. He's 18 years old, left-hander. He's thrown eight innings so far this year, giving up 11 hits, four and runs. He struck out seven, though, in those eight innings, and he has not walked a batter yet, which I love it. I love guys that can throw strikes. Mm-hmm. And Morajone, he, he means business. I mean, this guy has control. He's got a command of his pitches. He's got a good fastball. He's working on the secondaries. Both, both have shown some good stuff um, in his curve and his, his change. Um, yeah, he's a guy I really like a lot. And I don't, I don't think four is too high with, with the ceiling he has. He's a potential mm-hmm. top-of-the-rotation guy. And it seems like they have about five top-of-the-rotation possibilities, which that's a good thing to have, I think.
1: Yeah, no, it is. I mean, in the fact that he's pounding the strike zone early is is excellent. That's what the, the scouting report on him says, that he has no problem in pounding the strike zone and getting strikes and, and working ahead of the batters. And that's what you want to see from an 18-year-old. I mean, he's already showing the moxing. He's already showing the demeanor that you want to see from a potential ace, and he has that pedigree. I mean, mid-'90s fastball, excellent uh, off-speed stuff, knuckle change. I mean, it the package the whole package is there with this young man and you know you mentioned he got 11 million dollars from the team I, i'm i'm anxious to to talk to this young man in person and and interview him i, I want to see what kind of uh personality he has and, and what kind of what drives him because it's very easily for him to kind of just i don't want to say cash it in or or, or whatever but it at 18 and that kind of money I want to make sure that he's motivated I'm sure the Padres already did their homework and they they know what kind of young man this is but I'd I like to see those things firsthand from from these young players for sure
0: yeah this kid's got he's got moxie though like you said I mean he, yes when he's on the mound he's he's serious means business from what I've seen yes um, potential top of the rotation piece uh number three we have Luis Arias um as I've said in the past, I think he's my number one prospect simply because of proximity to the majors and, I think, potential ceiling there. Um, I talked a little bit on Twitter today, kind of comparing him a little bit to a Jose Altuve. I just want to, I guess, re-clarify. I, I don't think he's going to be Jose Altuve. I don't think he's going to be close to Jose Altuve. I mean, Jose Altuve is a, a six- or seven-win player at best, mm-hmm. and he's an, he's an all-star every year. He's an MVP caliber player. So I don't think that's a fair... Um, thing to put on Urias, it just as I don't think it's fair to to say Kershaw's name in the same sense as Mackenzie Gore. Uh, I think yeah. it's more more just profiled. I mean, he's a small guy. He's kind of gone under the radar. Al- Altuve was the same thing. No one really knew about him until he took the major leagues by storm. No pun intended. Um, yeah. But yeah, Urias, he he took the league by storm last year. I'll I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a guy who too many singles, but. With, with the walk rate, whats what it is, I mean, he's walking more than he's striking out, which is just insane to me. Um, yes. He, he's not, not a big not a big home run hitter. I think he's only got like two or three this year, but w- with the profile at the plate, like strikeouts and the strikeouts and walks where they're at, I don't think he needs to hit a lot of power for a lot of power. I think if he can maybe hit doubles more frequently and throw in some triples, I think he can be a very, very valuable big league player. And obviously, he doesn't have the speed that Jose Altuve had, at least on call-up, but um, I, I still think Urias is a, is a guy you can put at the top of lineup. He can hit 300 and, and be an all-star caliber player.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's not going to be a 25, 30 home run guy. You know, he, he's not even going to probably be a 20 home run guy. But to see his walk to a K rate in this day and age is, is pretty amazing. It's fun to see in itself. I mean, he's not going to be an ideal number two hitter. You get a leadoff guy on. He can spray the ball around the infield, around the outfield, and, and hit positionally wise. I mean, it's exactly what Andy Green type of player Andy Green wants. I mean, this is the second baseman of the future. It's obvious. This there he will be at second base probably the end of next year. I, I would imagine at this at the rate he's going. I mean, you can't you can't you can't keep a guy who's hitting 300 with the plate discipline that he's showing in, in the minors. You know, I don't care how big he is. I don't care. What lack of power he has! The the man is producing. He has produced, and and look at his age. It's that, that, just amazing.
0: Yeah, he's like three or four years younger than most guys he's playing against, which is just yeah. insane. So, I mean, any any shortcomings you have about his potential, I think you just got to take that into account. That this is a guy who's hitting over 300 against guys that are three or four years older than him, which is just crazy. Um, moving on, we have Cal Quantrill, number two. Um, I think I like this spot for Cal Quantrill. I'd probably have him maybe three. I guess it depends on what you think of Anderson Espinosa, who we'll get to. Um, Cal Quantrill, I mean, he's just he's the real deal. I mean, he was picked as a top-ten pick. Um, obviously, Tommy John surgery is that big red flag for him. He's come back from that. But I think he's he's pitched well so far this season. Um, he's, he throws mid-90s with the fastball. His changeup is just obscene. I mean, he's he's got such a good changeup. It's crazy. I've watched so many videos Uh of that changeup, and it's it's a great pitch. Um, He's still having some trouble with giving up hits and kind of working out the kinks in his game a little bit. I mean, he's still getting back to pitching. He really hasn't pitched for almost two whole years with the injury. I mean, he was Mm -hmm. shut down with Stanford last year and didn't really pitch much in 2015 either. So um, he's going to be probably a little bit of a project in terms of they're going to be cautious with him. He's only thrown 67 innings this year. He's they leveled him out about five innings per start. He's pitched 13 games, so I can't imagine him going over 115 innings this year. I think it might even be lower than that, given given that injury history. Um, they're going to be cautious with him, but he's he's impressed so far this year, and I think he's got uh, every chance to be a top of the rotation starter somewhere down the line.
1: Yeah, no, he, and he's he's the type of player that you talk about intangibles. You talk about. Um, work ethic you talk about the way he plays the game the the thing he's the things he says um and looking in his eyes you, you get the sense that he uh, another one uh, another form former uh, son of a former major leaguer he knows what it takes to get to that level he's seen it itself he's been in the locker room as a child seen how hard his dad worked uh the sky's the limit with this young man and, and at 22 and and Coming off arm surgery, that the team's going to take it easy with him. Um, I, I would expect for him to spend most of the year in Lake Elsinore. We'll we'll just have to see, but he's definitely showing that he's health-wise. He he looks fine. Uh, the velocity's still there. The the secondary's still there. It, I, you you mentioned that he's having issues a, a little bit with um you know maybe getting barreled up a little more than he wants to be, but I, I think that's normal with someone who's coming off of the surgery and kind of working their way uh, around different pitches and, and so on. So it, it's exciting to see this young man. And, uh, you know, I'm going up to Lake Elsinore later on this week, and I'm, I'm going to interview him uh, firsthand. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to him and, and, and see what he has to say.
0: All right. Without further ado, we, we made it. We went through not quite 100 names, but we talked yeah, about quite a few of them. So we're definitely. here. Anderson Espinoza still sits number one despite the injury. Tell me your thoughts.
1: Yeah, you know – I really contemplated moving him out of here, but at 18, or at 19 now, and at the level he's at, he's still above where he should be. So I'm not going to knock him... Well
0: above where he should be. (laughs) Yeah, well
1: above where he should be, exactly. Uh, I'm not going to knock him down, just because he's having a little bit of discomfort with his arm. Uh, Reportedly, there's nothing major, so until I see, or, you know, until reports of like really concern me come up, then I would knock him down. But at this point, I think that the the team's just being wise on him. He's he's a he's a smaller statured pitcher. He's, he's barely six foot. He, they're 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 playing it wise with him. Why rush him? You're not you're not going to progress him through the system. He's not, You don't need him to to pitch at, at Petco at twenty at twenty one. So let's just play by play by year. Take it take it slowly with him. I mean the stuff is amazing. I mean when you talk about. Ceiling and floor. I mean, this guy's floor is a uh, bought um, back of the rotation starter. I mean, his stuff is is already plus as far as fastball, changeup. His curve is borderline plus already. So, I mean, th- we're talking about three-plus pitches already from this young man. Hitting at 94, 95, 96-mile-per-hour fastballs very comfortably. So, And he's got great control. So he's my number one prospect but then again, I couldn't make a case for any of the top 10 at this point.
0: Yeah, I think the interesting thing about Aspinoza is even if he sits out the rest of the year and, and returns to high A next year, I think he'll still be the youngest pitcher in the league. I mean, barring any changes, at least as of this writing or speaking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As of this podcast, he is going to be that youngest guy, um, barring anyone moving up. So yeah, it's amazing that he's got the potential he does at such a young age. Um, obviously, the arm concerns are an issue. we got to see how that plays out. Um, but I think they're right to be cautious with him. There's no reason to for, to force him back and, and make a an injury worse. So at this point, um, if he does sit out the whole year, I'm not really too concerned about it. I mean, with the level of talent they have in the system, I mean, I hate to say this, but some of these guys aren't going to work out. And yeah. I'm not saying he's not going to work out, but we really have so much to be thankful for with the, with the farm system that's been uh, put together here. So I'm not yeah, going to, no, I'm not going to spend my time stressing on Espinoza. I'm going to spend my time watching Quantrill, watching Knicks, watching Lauer, watching Lucchese, uh, exactly. hopefully watching Mackenzie Gore soon. There's just so much talent there that if Espinoza pitches this year, great. If he doesn't pitch this year, that's fine too. Um, it's yeah. going to be the right call either way.
1: Yeah. You, you, it's, it's, that's it is that we've surrounded ourselves with so much talent that obviously they're not all going to succeed players that are on this top 20 top 30 even this top 10 list will probably not have successful major league careers that's just the reality of the sport it's a difficult sport to to get to to the pinnacle level and it's a difficult sport to succeed in and that's the reality of it and i think that's why we all love the sport so much that it'll humble you in a second right when you think that you're the top of the charts you will get a piece of humble pie and you will fall back down and it's it's amazing the amount of talent that a j has assembled in, and I think that that's why I did this top one hundred prospect list so that people are really educated on the amount of talent it's just it's just mind blowing
0: yeah it's it's insane how much talent's here and um we did it we we talked about yeah hundred prospects almost Based, uh, almost uh, well, over so, an hour of talking about
1: prospects here we are, yeah. <laughs> so congratulations if you've made it through this whole podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's names that we left off. Give us, a, Shoot us a DM, shoot us a tweet, leave us a, 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 a comment. Uh, if you'd like more information on certain prospects or if you feel that we ripped some guys off, I, you know, we are more than willing to talk about this and discuss this in, in rational behavior uh, as long as it is in rational behavior, right, Patrick?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not always rational, but we're hoping for the best. Well, so. we are talking
1: about Padres Twitter's twitter's verse so it, it can kind of hit and miss with the with the rationality but
0: yeah i like the passion <laughs> though i mean this this team is something for once we're worth talking about whether good or bad yes. so um i appreciate it i appreciate the passion
1: yeah no it, and it's only going to get better because a lot of these kids are 17 years old this it's not as though the Padre farm system is all triple a double a talent that are all going to fizzle out or you know these are guys that are going to hopefully progress and I mean how many 17 year olds did we discuss in this podcast like 10 (laughs) yeah 10 or 18 17 year olds at at 17 I was happy to have my driver's license and drive to and from school I mean these guys are, are professional baseball players
0: yeah, I mean James was seventeen like five hundred years ago, but
1: yeah, yeah, we had the horse and carriage, and I had to yeah. You didn't drive you know, to horse school; up to... you you rode the horse to school, James. <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Is I had to shoe the horses and get them ready for after doing my morning chores and.
0: Yeah, man, it, it was it was a wild time, I'm sure. Uh, but before we get out of here, speaking of speaking of passion, anyone going to the game tonight? Can you please just just boo Matt Kemp like there's no tomorrow, just for me? Yeah, or, I'd appreciate I would that.
1: It'll be interesting to see the kind of reception that Matt Kemp gets uh, in in Petco, but uh, I would assume that there'll be a lot of jeers and uh, mostly boos for for the former uh, Padres slugger, the first ever cycle hitter in the history of Padres baseball. I'm just
0: going to pretend that didn't happen. Will Myers had the first cycle. well... Uh, Yeah, I mean, Kemp Kemp trashed the city on his way out. Um, He trashed the team
1: you you got to wonder what AJ preller is thinking watching him. you got to wonder. He's just like, ugh.
0: He's actually hitting AJ. pretty well this year, but, I mean, at this point, who really cares? He, he was a clubhouse cancer for everything I've heard. Yeah. He, it just yeah. wasn't worth having him on the team any longer, and I think I think it just needs to be left at that.
1: All right. On that note, folks, we are out of here. On very,
0: the, very cheerful. <laughs> on the very
1: cheerful Matt Kemp slight bashing on the way out. Um Thank you, folks, for, for listening to us uh, on this podcast. I, I know it was a, a little bit of a long one, but uh, we felt that the top prospect list uh, that I made was worth uh, discussing in uh, in detail, and I, I hope we were able to answer some questions on, on my thought process behind uh, just making that list.
0: Yeah, so we're uh, hosted on Podbean. You can find us on Apple Podcast, East Village Times Podcasts, um, anywhere you find podcasts. I use Podcast Republic, great app, shout out. Um, I would use that one. Um, Stitcher also is a good one. We're on there. Um, really, any app you could possibly think of that has podcasts, we should be on there. Let me know if you can't find us on any app. I'll uh, we'll work on getting us on there. But but we should be pretty uh, well covered. Uh, we're both on Twitter. James is ebt underscore news, ebt underscore j clark. Our podcast is ebt podcast. I'm Patrick Brewer ninety three. I tweet a lot about stats. Just heads up. Uh, James tweets a lot. Just all the time. Heads up. Uh, give us both a follow, uh, eastvillagetimes.com. We got new work every day. I'll have a piece tomorrow morning on Franché. Uh, James, anything you want to plug for the morning?
1: Uh, no, I think we're good. Uh, got a couple of, uh, writers, uh, in, uh, Texas and in, uh, El, in, uh, God in Lake Elsinore, uh, that I'd like to give a shout out to, uh, both Matt and Eric are doing excellent work for us, getting us some, uh, some detailed reports from the locker room of, uh, both, uh, The San Antonio missions and uh, the El Paso Chihuahuas, as well as Lake El Sino Storm. Uh, So it's it's nice to be able to branch out a little bit and give you guys a little bit of uh, exclusive content, if you will. So look for that. Um, Anything else, uh, Patrick, before we're out of here, I think we're good to go. I think we've we've uh,
0: covered possibly everything we could possibly cover.
1: (laughs) I think we have. Uh, East Village Times podcast is signing out. Thank you so much. EBT
0: is out here broadcasting. broadcasting. EBT is out here podcasting. Question and answer, James and Patrick ask them. ask them. Question and answer,
1: James and Patrick ask them. Padres EBT podcast. Padres EBT podcast. podcast.